Good morning. It's day 17 of AudioMo. And I had posted, I don't know how long ago, well, towards the end of the school year for me, so the end of May, first part of June. Um, just a little snippet of, an, of a day in the classroom that I do in my day job. And one of my friends on Anchor had suggested I do a little bit of substitute stories and uh, I had mentioned a book in my post and so he had said why don't you tell us a little bit about that book so it's called Substitute Going to School with a Thousand Kids and it's by Mr. Nicholson Baker, well, he has it, uh, it's Nicholson Baker is the author, and then he's got it written on the front cover, Mr. with the Nicholson's uh, cross-through Baker, so, because, of course, in the classroom, you call him Mr. Baker, and uh, this is a book that got the National Book Critics Circle Award winner, and I thought what I would do with this is um, read the cover, the inside book covers about him and the book, maybe a few of the reviews in the back, and then I will read the uh, preface for this one today to see if I'm even interested in reading a few snippets later on in another cast. Um, I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to read the whole book. But it would be good to kind of pick and choose maybe some of his stories in here. What he does is, I think, is he... Uh, let me just read. I think he takes each day for 30 days and talks about it. So it's called Substitute Underlined. Sort of like... And then the secondary... It's almost like a subtitle, Going to School with a Thousand Kids by Nicholson Baker. In 2014, after a brief orientation course and a few fingerprinting sessions, Nicholson Baker became an on-call substitute teacher in a Maine in a Maine public school district, Maine as in the state of Maine. He awoke to the dispatch, dispatcher's 5:40 a.m. phone call. Yep, that happens. Sorry, I'm going to have a lot of. Um, I think I might have a lot of editorializing. <laughs> Maybe that's how I do it. I don't know. He awoke to the dispatcher's 5.40 a.m. phone call and headed to one of, the sev of several nearby schools. When he got there, he did his best to follow lesson plans and help his students get something done. <laughs> what emerges from Baker's experience is a complex, often touching deconstruction of public schooling in America children swamped with overdue assignments, overwhelmed by the marvels and distractions of social media and educational technology, and staff who, who weary themselves trying to teach in step with an often outmoded or overly ambitious standard curriculum. In Baker's hands, the inner life of the classroom is examined anew. Mundane worksheets, recess timeouts, Sorry, recess timeouts, surprise nosebleeds, rebellions, griefs, jealousies, minor triumphs, 
kindergarten show and tell, daily lessons on everything from geology to metal tech to the Holocaust, as he and his pupils struggle to find ways to get through the day. Baker is one of the most inventive and remarkable writers of our time and substitute, filled with, the hum- with humor, honesty, and empathy, may be his most impressive work of nonfiction yet. A little bit about the author. Nicholson Baker is the author of 10 novels and five works of nonfiction, including The Anthologist, The Mezzanine, and Human Smoke. He has won the National Book Critics Circle Award, the Herman Hess Prize, and a Calif- and sorry, and a Catherine Ann Porter Award from the American Academy of Arts and Letters. He lives in Maine with his wife and Margaret, wife Margaret Britano. Both their children went to Maine public schools, and that was at the end. Um, yeah, the back side of the book says. Um, Nicholson Baker has produced both a tribute to and an indictment of American education, and he has done so with a winning blend of mordant wit and effulgent idealism. He hasn't quite worked out how to fix the system, but he has diagnosed its many ills and equally recognized how much of value survives even in possible classrooms with impossible impossible kids. Substitute is both intimate and inclusive, and it is written with brio. That's by Andrew Solomon, the National Book Award winner and author of Far From the Tree. So there's a few more. um, Here's the last one. In a weird and wild 28 days, Nicholson Baker faithfully reports on the aspirations, tedium, humanity, and chaos brewing in American schools. Substitute is a wry, riveting, and potent account where little adornment is needed. Baker understands that there is no more telling way to reveal the current and future state of our society than showing how millions of our school children spend their days. That's by Ed Boland, New York Times bestselling author of The Battle of The Battle for Room 314. You know, as I was reading this, I thought I should do some classroom studies. <laughs> I should I do have some um I do doodle in the classroom and do some work when I especially when I'm in an art class. Or if I have to show a film, I might be walking around for a while and then I'll sit and do something and then go back, you know, if I'm watching, if I'm uh, having to show a film or something. I always take my sketchbook with me. (laughs) You never know. Um, The other thing is, I just, I did do a sketch one time of some girls, their backs were to me. They were in a computer, I think it was a computer class now that I'm remembering. And so I did a lot of different, you know, their different hairstyles on the back, you know, from the back. Because I don't want to, like, you know, do the, like, their models posing for me or something that's weird. I don't know. Plus, it's school, and, you know, that's, you got to watch out for stuff like that. It's like I would never take pictures of these kids. Um, so, substitute. Going to school with a thousand kids by Nicholson Baker. Boo Writer Press out of New York, and it was copyright 2016. To my wife Margaret, my daughter Alice, and my son Elias.
I'm just going to read the preface. It's uh, the table of contents has a preface and then something else called learning targets and then it starts in with day one and it, each chapter goes down until day 28. So here's the preface. This book is a moment by moment account of the 28 days I spent as the lowest ranking participant in American education, a substitute teacher. I taught all ages, from kindergartners to 12th graders, and all required subjects, reading, writing, math, social studies, and science, plus a few electives here and there, like metal tech. I taught honors students and students in special ed classes, about a thousand children in all. I didn't have a teaching certificate, and I'd never taught in a primary or secondary school. But that didn't matter. All you need is a high school diploma, a clean criminal record, and a willingness to tolerate your own ineptitude. I'm going to stop there. That's the first paragraph. Basically, here we need, at least in California, you need to have your bachelor's degree and pass a CBEST test, which is California Basic Education School Test or something like that. So... Um, I sought out the teaching job because I wanted to know what life in classrooms were really like. There are many books of educational advice, of theory, of hagiography, of gloomy prognosis. What's missing is a lived-through sense of how busy and complicated and weird and long every school day is how many ups and downs there are, and how exhausting and sometimes entertaining school is for students and teachers both. Forget curriculum. Forget the parts of speech and the noble gases, the, na the nature of prime numbers and the com and components of an argumentative essay. Oops, just a second. Well, I forgot where I was. I had a long phone call with someone, so... I'll just start here. Forget curriculum. Forget the parts of speech and the noble gases, the nature of prime numbers, and the components of an argumentative essay. For many kids, going to school is simply about finding a way to get through six and a half hours of compulsory, compulsory desk-bound fluorescence without wigging out and incurring punishment. In these pages, I've tried to convey, without exaggeration, the noisy, distracted, crazy-making reality of one fairly typically, fairly typical, not terribly poor, but hardly rich school district. I'm grateful to all the students who put up with my own fumbling attempts at doing my job, and to Sarah Hockman and David Rosenthal of Blue Rider Press, who gave me the go-ahead to write this book. My wife, Margaret, my children, Alice and Elias... And to whom I lovingly dedicate this book, helped all the way through. Before we get started, though, I should probably say something about my own schooling. I went to kindergarten at a private school in Rochester, New York. My mother paid for my tuition by painting cir circular murals of pelicans and polar bears that hung on the wall of the inner courtyard where we had lunch. For first, second, third, and fourth grade, I went to Martin B. Anderson School Number 1 in Rochester. 
where I had no homework except once or twice a semester when we had to write a report. Once I saw a boy squash a praying mantis with his sneaker, sneaker, a horrible sight, and once I saw another boy slammed into a wall by a teacher during a game of dodgeball. In third grade, we learned cursive, and the teacher, Mrs. Newcomb, who disliked me because of my Beatles haircut, told me that I was going to injure my eyesight by reading an old edition of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, set in tiny type. In fifth grade, in 1967, I took part in one of the earliest experiments in voluntary integration. I got on a bus and and rode for an hour from our middle-class neighborhood in Rochester to Clara Barton School No. 2 in what survived of the poor neighborhoods downtown after the bulldozing erasure of urban renewal. Number two was a brand new school, and I was part of a small white minority. The work was not difficult, and there was an art class where I ha- where I made a cast of my hand and threw clay pots, and I did practically no homework. I got beaten up once by some older kids, but not badly. That was my only adventure. For seventh grade, I went to number 23 school and was taught by da- a dashing man who loved basketball. <clears throat> I did nothing in seventh grade except eat hostess ho-hos and think about 10-speed bicycles and speed skates. No, not nothing. I completed one five-page report called The Legs and Feet with diagrams of bones and muscles when we were assigned to write about transportation in New York State. Eighth grade happened in a special wing of Monroe High School where the <clears throat> excuse me, homework was minimal and bathrooms were scary, and we had to swim naked in gym class, a hideous experience. High school was again permissive and free of homework and other indications of quote-unquote rigor. I went to a brand new experimental public school called the School Without Walls, where I played music and took whatever classes I wanted and watched a lot of sitcoms on TV. While at school without walls, I also audited courses at the University of Rochester, two literature classes, a history class, and a music theory class at the Eastman School of Music. I graduated a year early and typed my own transcript, and then I went to college, first at the Eastman School and then at Haverford College, where I learned how to write and worked hard. That's the entirety of my formal education. Now for my time as a teacher. So that is the beginning, opening of a book that I, um, (laughs) that my friend, my girlfriend in, in the library, when she knew I was substitute teaching, said, oh, you should read this substitute book. And I had picked it up back a while ago and never read it. I looked, I browsed through it, and but she had uh, she had told me a couple of things about it, and I said, "Oh yeah, that's exactly what it's like." <laughs> so here I am, second time around with it because I had mentioned it in a cast earlier, and one of my friends had said maybe you should think about reading some of that into audio. So I will, and um, I'm going to start with just this time, you know, this preface and the covers and the reviews and stuff on the book, and then I'll do another cast later on, but it will be part of this 
same venue I guess. I don't know how to put that together but we'll see how it works thanks for listening <laughs>